Did Caitlin Chukagian tap versus Viviani Araujo? Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fud Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FudJunkie2006. So if you guys didn't get a chance to watch the Caitlyn versus Viviani fight, in the second round, there's a little bit of controversy. I don't know. I mean, during the broadcast, I didn't see it. During the broadcast, the announcers didn't see it. But apparently the uh, truck that records the fights and looks back over everything, I guess, as it's going on, thought that um, Caitlyn may have tapped during the second round. So during the broadcast, they replayed it and they showed it. On some some angles, it really does look like she pats her butt, 100%. Like, it does kind of look strange. But she immediately, after that, grabs both of her hands together. And then the fight continues. It doesn't look like Viviani ever released the choke that she was in. And I think that's the sticking point there. Because had she released the choke, I think we'd have a lot more controversy and this would be a lot harder of a decision to make here because that would mean that she actually released the choke and that there could have been an issue because then obviously Viviani would have said that she tapped, Caitlin would have said she didn't, and then it probably would have went to the commission. I think a lot of this is because of what happened with Verdum and his fight. Similar type of situation where he had a choke, the guy looks like he taps. Supposedly, people were saying Verdum let go of the choke. I didn't see that. I watched that. I watched that replay over and over and over again. And in fact, it looks like Verdum makes the choke tighter because he pulls his head down. So I think that's a lot of bogus BS that's being spewed. I don't think that Verdum ever released the choke. Now, the dude may have tapped. But the fact of the matter is Verdum did not release the choke and he actually tried to make it tighter. So even though they changed that fight from a loss for Verdum to a no contest, listen, if you if you feel the guy tap and you let go of the choke, then I think you have an argument. If you feel this guy tap and you don't let go of the choke and the guy fights out of it, then we're like in murky waters, right? Yes, if you technically tap, the fight should be over and the ref should have recognized that. But if you're trying to act like Verdum just got totally screwed 100% because he released the choke, that's not true. Maybe he got screwed because the dude tapped and the ref didn't see it. But he didn't get screwed because he was in a triangle position felt the tap, released it, and then the dude spun out and started pounding him in the face. That didn't happen. He kept the choke on the entire time. Like I said, he made it tighter, and the guy fought out of it. With Caitlyn, it certainly wasn't anything like that where it looked like, you know, she was ready to go out or anything like that. The the announcing crew speculated maybe she was trying to feel for her other hand. I mean, if you didn't get a chance to see it, you have to watch it yourself and determine what you think. It does, like I said, look like an actual tap. Like if you were looking at it, it looks like she pats around the ass. No joke. It really does. Like 
But then with the immediate hand grab and then nothing happens, like Viviani doesn't move position, she doesn't lose position, she doesn't release the choke. I mean, the fight just continues in its normal regard the entire time. Again, like Verdum, nothing changed, it just continued. I'm going to say, I'm going to err on the side of caution here and say it probably was just her looking for her other hand, trying to, you know, clasp her hands together to release some of the pressure of the choke. I'm not going to make a huge deal out of it. I haven't heard anything from Viviani, actually. I don't know if she even felt it, but if she says she felt it after the fact, then inside the octagon when they were fighting, she didn't She didn't act like she, like she felt it. She didn't, like I said, release the grip or do anything crazy, jump up or, you know, move position even or anything. I don't even think she moved at all, literally. Like, the way that she was positioned on top, I don't think she moved at all, so... And this one, it's probably a non-issue. I don't know if this was brought up from the production truck just because of the Verdun fight. And they were like, hey, what is this? We saw somebody tap. Because when they first replayed it, it was kind of on the first angle. You're like, eh, you know, maybe. And then they showed a second angle where it looked like, yeah, she legitimately was patting her on the butt. And then when uh, the announcing crew was looking over at live on the broadcast, they're like, well, if you're focusing on the hand, then yeah, it looks like a tap. But if you focus on the whole arm, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. You tap with your hand. I don't know if they were like, oops, we made a mistake. Maybe we shouldn't have brought this up and now we have to walk it back. Another thing I didn't like is he didn't even mention it. So Caitlin goes on to win a three round decision. And we'll get to one of those scorecards in a second. What? And Rogan interviews her, and he didn't even mention it. Now, during the live broadcast, Rogan is like, I saw her tap. I think I saw her tap, right? Like, you're just watching the fight, and then all of a sudden he says this. Then he's like, well, we got the word from the truck that she may have tapped, and they go into this big, long thing and do the replay. Then he interviews her, and he doesn't mention it. That's kind of shady. Like, wait a minute. You're the dude who brought it up to the entire viewing audience. Whether you got the info from the truck or not, it doesn't matter. You you spouted out that that she may have tapped during the fight. And then you get her after the fight in victory circle. And you don't even say, hey, during the fight, you know, we saw this. The truck said this. We're going to replay it and show you what were you trying to do. None of that. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, come on. You're going to bring that up. You got to man up and ask her, hey, this is what we saw. This is what we thought. Were we wrong? What were you trying to do? And at least get her opinion of what happened during that fight sequence. I think that would have been a nice addition since you're watching a fight and all of a sudden they're like, she tapped. She could have tapped. The truck's saying she tapped. And then we don't even get to hear what what happened, what was going through her mind during that. She could have been like, oh, I was just scratching her ass for fun. I mean, anything she could have said. But at least, you know, we would have been able to hear from uh, her right to Rogan because Rogan is the one who brought it up again. Supposedly the truck was in his ear saying, hey, we think she may have tapped. But that's a fight she won. And traditional Caitlin Chukagian style. Nothing to write home about. I mean, the, the, the official judges actually gave her a 30-27 when there is no way on this earth that she won that fight. 
30-27. It was actually kind of ridiculous. The scorecards throughout the night were really off. There were a few 30-27s when there's just no possible way. And that's always scary from a betting perspective because you're worried, like, if it goes to the cards, what's going to happen? Because even though you always get the right fighter won argument, which I think is total BS because it should be the right fighter won with the accurate scorecards. This is literally the job of the judges. You have one job, score the fight correctly. That's it. That's all you got to do. Open your eyes, watch the fight, and score it correctly. Round by round by round. There's only three rounds. This was only a three-round fight. And they couldn't get that right. And they had screwed up a lot during the whole entire card. And generally, when you see that, you get worried. Because if you start seeing it on the prelims and you've got a bet on the main card or the main event or whatever, you start getting worried because you're like, oh, my Lord, if they're doing it now, they can do it later. And generally, that happens. Usually, when it starts going sour, it starts going bad, it goes that way for the entire card. And you always have some outliner judge here that's, I don't know, on their phone or sleeping or cashing checks from the mailbox whatever they're doing but their scorecards are just generally terrible throughout the entire night so she wound up with the victory and got a 30 27 card for a unanimous decision when a lot of people thought for sure for sure she did not win three rounds but here's the issue with viviani Viviani is a fast starter, but she always fades. I remember in one of her fights where she won, I think it was a decision, and she got on the mic like, yeah, what do you got to say about now? You know, you're always talking smack about my stamina in general, just to the critics out there. Uh, yeah, because it sucks. That's just the way it is. She comes out fast and hard early, and generally speaking, she will always fade. Why am I mentioning this? Because this is a sports betting podcast. You need to pay attention to that because this is what happens with her. Sometimes she builds up a lead early and it allows her to lose the third round and you don't have to worry. So even though she's got wins that go to a decision, be cautious there because depending on who she's fighting, if she cannot get out to that early lead, that third round could be the deciding factor. And with Viviani, you do not want the third round to be the deciding factor if you win or lose or not. Because more often than not, if that happens, you're going to be in trouble. This hasn't changed from her. I don't expect it to. You would think, seeing that you're in the octagon, knowing how you train, knowing that you can fatigue. Listen, you can spit whatever you want to spit to the rest of us. Deep down, she knows she's fade right? She knows she's fading. You know you fade in the gym and you fade in the octagon. There's just no two ways around it. You know. So you would think you would correct it, whether that's not putting on so much muscle. She has a lot of muscle for 125 pounds. Or if that's changing up the fighting style a little bit, maybe not going balls to the wall 100% of the time, you know, maybe 75%, whatever it is that you have to fix to have a little more pep, in the engine, in the third round, you would think that that would have been fixed by now or in the process of being fixed because you can see she was fighting the number two girl in the world and had an opportunity to win this fight. Like I said, crazy ass scorecards. Forget about it. And her cardio failed her and Chukagian actually had her best round in the third round. It's not surprising. If you've watched Viviani's career, 
this was this is what tends to happen with her. So you got to be very very cautious if you're betting Viviani if you don't think she can get out to an early lead because you just don't want to count on her to cash your ticket in the third round. The other major thing that was going around with uh, Caitlin was her Twitter. And if you haven't seen this, her Twitter account is Blonde Fighter. At Blonde Fighter. Go to her Twitter account. When you first look at it, it doesn't look like anything's off the wall. But go to her likes. Just click her likes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, and, and tell me what you see. The funny part of this is she was actually asked about her Twitter account, about her likes, in the post-fight press conference. And this is what she had to say in her own words. <laughs> what? I like what I like. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, I, um, my Twitter got like hacked like two months ago. Or I just thought like I lost my password. I tried to get in the app and I couldn't get in. That's why I, during every fight card, I'm always like tweeting. My tweets are always popping up. And every Saturday, I'd be like, oh, my Twitter's still like, I, can't, I didn't get in. And I just kind of never paid attention to it. My Twitter's for years has always gets hacked. Um, but usually it just follows a bunch of porn stars. But um, this time, I guess... This has been going on for months, and I didn't realize till this week, but uh, I think with the fight and the promotions of the fight, people started noticing, um, I think whoever's in my Twitter account, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're in a relationship and they needed to go into my account to look at other things, but it was not me, and all week I've been trying to get in, but I was uh, focusing on my fight, not my Twitter. So if anyone wants some, some extra free content, you can go to my Twitter. So there you have it. I like what I like. Mm, mm, mm. To me, that's probably the real answer. The original answer, the first answer, is probably the most accurate answer. Hey, whatever you're going to do, you're going to do. You like what you like, whatever. I think the the other explanation is kind of like, meh. I mean, really? Two months? Like, not even addressing it? I don't know. I think, personally that probably didn't realize that you could see everything that you like on Twitter. This is social media, folks. There is no privacy. The other funny part of this is uh, somebody asked the Black Beast <laughs> if, he had a ch- if he had a chance to look at it, <laughs> and here's what he had to say. Who's, who's Jacayden or whatever? Uh, I don't know. So she been posting some naked pictures? Oh, she been liking it. Well, you know, I got some videos out there she can like. I mean, who doesn't love the Black Beast? The dude is hilarious. He really is. Like, the guy is funny. If he wasn't a fighter, he could have been a comedian. He's just funny. I don't know. I like his fighting style where he just, he doesn't really care. And Like, he just bench presses people off of him on the ground. And he's hilarious in his post-fight and pre-fight and his interviews. And I don't know. I just, I the guy's hilarious. I think he's, I think he's super funny. Uh, Rogan's always talking about his Instagram is absolutely hilarious. So, I mean, the guy's just, he's really, he's got a great sense of humor. So, I mean, those were the major things surrounding the fight. The Twitter account probably got more, uh, discussion heading into the fight during the fight and after the fight than the actual fight. But that's because a lot of people just don't like the way, uh, Chukagian fights, to be honest with you. She's a point fighter. She doesn't really go for a finish. I think Rogan even asked her after the fight, like, did you think you could have stopped her in the third round? And she gave some uh, BS, 
you know, politically correct answer. Like, oh, you know, I would, I could hit her with the jab, but the other stuff was hard. But like, that's not the way she fights. She doesn't go for finishes. She goes for point wins. And being number two in the division, number one in the division, you know, being number three in the division, top ten, it won't matter because as long as uh, Valentina's around, she's not going to win the title. And depending on who she's fighting, she's always going to have trouble because when you have no power and you just rely on that constant movement a lot of these fighters are just willing to walk through what you're going to throw at them walk you down put the pressure on you and just try to land those big shots and obviously you know depending on where you're at and what's going on with the judges you could lose rounds just from that because there's no real sense of urgency you know what i mean like you're just you're just going through the motions you're putting good technique together but people want to see violence you know what i mean they want to see that you're trying to hurt your opponent that you're trying to finish the fight so depending on if you get the wrong judge on the wrong day just like she got a 30 27 uh yesterday well she could have easily got that reversed on the other side and then people would have been like well you know during this round uh viviani did this and during that uh, yeah a lot of times you can make a, a a good case for either fighter in a round unless it's really clear cut and so I just don't see where she goes from here. She'll make a little money. She'll beat some of the girls. But I don't think as long as Valentina she is going to be around, not only she's not going to be champion, but she's just not going to be competitive with somebody that's on that level. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.